friends, Jeff El Jefe. I'm here, we're back, back from Super Bowl, Super Bowl last week. It was a fun week in Arizona. We uh, we had a house, a the Prism House. It was the, uh, the Prism Players Lounge, which was a house where we let athletes and agents and partners and all sorts of fun people come by and do some media and just hang out. Uh, that was amazing. Also, before I go any further, go Chiefs. Should have said that first. Uh, pretty excited as a lifelong Chiefs fan that we took that. It was kind of a scary game. Never quite felt comfortable, even uh, even when we were kicking that final field goal. But good, good outcome. So go Chiefs. Um, back to the Prism House or our Prism Players Lounge. Um, so, like I said, we had people coming through for several days. Yes, technically we started on Wednesday, but really we didn't start getting people coming through until Thursday. Uh, we had the Super Bowl Kid Reporter was out there with us, Miles from Iowa. I look a lot like Miles' dad, and I didn't didn't see it at first, but it was definitely the case once I met Nick, which is Miles' dad's name. So that, that was pretty funny because people were getting myself and the Super Bowl Kid Reporter's dad confused. Um, we we're also we we're having custom sneakers made by our guy Deacon Stansfield, who is a young man from Houston that is absolutely killing it with these custom sneakers. He was doing that for some of our athletes. And then I got to speak with a bunch of really cool people for the podcast and content that we'll be putting on social media. I've got a list here. I don't I'm probably missing some people, but uh, we had Kirk Cousins, we had uh, Brock Purdy. Garrett Wilson, who we talked to before, but it was great to see Garrett, Garrett again. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Hadn't talked to him since uh, rookie uh, the rookie photo shoot, but Kenneth Walker is one of my favorite dudes in the NFL. Awesome. A lot of fun uh, on the show. Brees Hall, another really fun athlete to talk to. Had a blast with Brees. Got to play a lot of golf. Brees showed his competitive nature on the putt-putt course. Uh, the great Ricky Williams joined us. Uh, Devontae Adams. I, I mean, that was a huge get. I wasn't even expecting to talk to Devontae. And then here he is, came through. And uh, Trayvon Diggs from the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And of course, our guy Aiden Hutchinson was there. He talked to uh, Jason Howarth. Um, Aiden has just had a great relationship with Panini. We're excited to continue that. So it was always fun to see Aiden. Um, Got to say, one of my favorite moments at the Super Bowl uh, involved Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, who I didn't realize were uh, teammates from Iowa State. So I'll, I'll wait until you see it. I don't want to give it up, but look for that moment. Uh, a lot of fun. And then this coming weekend, we have the NBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to Salt Lake City. We're going to be set up there with a Prism Player Lounge. Uh we're going to be uh, talking to a bunch of NBA players, past and present. Um, I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to name any of them. But there are some big names that are supposed to be coming by talking to us for the podcast. So we'll see. With a little luck, we'll have some awesome content for you guys. Uh, I wanted to report in on the, the Lionel Messi Black 1 of 1 World Cup sticker. I'd mentioned this on a couple of episodes in the past. I mentioned it may be going to Golden Auctions. Well, it is officially an item in the current Golden Auction, which is 
so fun. They sent it off to PSA. It was graded PSA 8, which if you guys have ever graded these World Cup stickers, you know that 8 is a great grade for, frankly, any sticker with that kind of flimsy stock. But certainly the World Cup stickers, that was good. Um, it's current, I think it has like two weeks left, so there's plenty of time for you to go check it out. Uh, it's currently at like $27,000 at the time of taping this episode, which is $32,400 with the buyer's premium added on to that, which I think is 20% for Golden. Uh, so go check that out. It's a great story. Uh, we also have a blog post on it, which I've mentioned in the past, but it kind of tells the the history behind this particular card, the young man that pulled it, and his intentions to help his family with the proceeds of this auction. So very cool, heartwarming story. We love to hear those sort of stories in the hobby. Um, also coming up at the end of March, we have the Mint Collective. I'm gonna be at the Mint Collective this year. I'm excited, I didn't get to go last year. Uh, I'll be there this year. Uh, I'm supposed to be sitting on a panel and then I think Panini has uh, our own panel at the show as well. So if you're gonna be at Mint, come by the Panini booth. I love to see people, especially people I know, but I love meeting new people too. So if we haven't met before, come by, introduce yourself. Uh, I love, especially to meet people who watch the show. It's always fun to, to meet you in person. Okay, release calendar. This week we've got some cool products. Uh, I probably say that literally every episode, but we really have some of my some of my favorite products this week. 2022 Donruss football. Always love Donruss. The Donruss football is greatness. Uh, 2022 Immaculate UFC, which we're going to be opening on the show. Hang in there. We got a great guest coming up. And then 2022 Prism Draft Picks Collegiate Basketball. Awesome. Uh, our interview this week, our guest is Lucas Kinzer. He is our brand manager for WWE, UFC, and WNBA. So we're gonna be talking to him about the new Immaculate UFC. He, he knows a ton about UFC in general. So we'll talk to him about that and just kind of get his backstory. All right, so let's jump on over to that interview. Hey guys, all right, we're here with Lucas Kinzer, who is the brand manager for WWE, UFC, and WNBA. That's correct. Awesome. But do you feel like you're more of an aficionado of WWE or UFC? Because I know you know UFC really well. So WWE was my love before UFC. Okay. Then I kind of quit watching wrestling as I got older and got into UFC in uh, late high school, early college. Okay. And then picked back up on WWE. So I've got more like hours logged watching UFC. Okay, gotcha. But I'd, I'd say they're about even on my, on my love scale. <laughs> I literally, Lucas is the guy that I go to if I have any questions about U, UFC cards or just UFC. He is a, a man who knows his way around an octagon. <laughs> um, okay, so brand manager, tell us about that role and kind of what that entails. It's really like, I always kind of equate, I got a journalism background, I always kind of equate it to being a backpack journalist where you have to go out there and kind of do multi wear multiple hats. Sure. You know, we're, we're building the checklists, we're planning the sets, we're determining how many autographs of player X go in, how, much, how many mem cards of player X go in. Uh, how frequently things fall, drop rates, math, it's all, all that kind of rolled into one big thing, autograph deals and what we're paying people, you know, all kind of roll into one really fun yet challenging package, I would say. 
how long have you uh, been at Panini? 13 years. 13 years. Yep, I Real. started uh, full-time nine years ago, but I was an editorial intern helping write the uh, the copy on the, for the card backs. No kidding. In 2009, it was a couple of months after Panini bought Donruss. So okay, I was, gotcha. I was one of the first you know, new hires, per se, after that. Yeah. And they haven't been able to get rid of me since. <laughs> there are a few people in the house that have 13 years, and I, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that happened when it we switched over from Donruss. Yep. Very cool. Where were you prior to Panini? I never had a full-time job before Panini. I was no kidding. I was working as uh, working in the bakery at a Kroger in the colony before this, so which I loved. But you know, I kind of prefer this. But, but <laughs> your your entire career has been in the hobby. Yeah, I started when I was twenty-one. Oh my gosh, that's. <laughs> so I started collecting when I was eight. So I mean, really, my entire life. It, well, okay, so let's ask ten-year-old Lucas. If we had told ten-year-old Lucas that you were going to get a full-time job working with sports cards, would you ever believe that? Ten-year-old Lucas was pretty arrogant, so I, I could see him being like, I could see him being like, well, of course I am, but at the same time, I mean, I, I didn't even know where to start. You know, I, I kind of got lucky where my dad worked with somebody whose husband worked at Panini, and that helped okay. me get my foot in the door. And like I said, they haven't been able to get rid of me since. So, uh, well, how how did you end up working on the uh, sports that you currently work on? How how does that all play out? So, it all started. I was on basketball for the longest time. A okay. little bit of time on football in between then. But I got a, a, a call during uh, co during COVID lockdown. They were like, hey, you know, would you like to, you know, be the brand manager for UFC? And I think you got the first letter out, and I already said yes. <laughs> and but then, that, that's right when, when our relationship with UFC began, yes, correct? Okay. Yes. And then about a year later, that same call happened with WWE. I heard the first W, and I'm just like, boom. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Kind of the, I don't know, you can't really, con can you consider WWE a combat sport? Obviously, UFC is a combat sport. but That is a great debate topic. Okay. I, I would say the way I look at it is it is entertainment with combat elements. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, are you personally a card collector? Yes. You are. What, what do you collect? Uh, mostly baseball, but I've got some UFC, WWE, basketball mixed in. Uh, but yeah, I might say probably 95% of my collection is baseball. A lot of late 80s, early 90s commons that I won't Ooh, get rid of. <laughs> yeah, I, that's kind of my wheelhouse right there. What? Uh, so I, I'm just curious to know, like, who, who in the UFC do you collect? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I have always been collecting the people that I really love to watch. So okay. One guy, Adrian Yanez, love the guy. Yes. He's a local guy. Uh, I might pronounce his last name incorrectly, but I'm horrible with pronunciations. Shout out Adrian, <laughs> he's our friend on social. Oh, yes. so he may see this. He's a fantastic fighter. Uh, love comes at just, just that, just tenacious grappling. He's so, a savage. Yes, love watching Islam. Uh, there's plenty more 2023 rookies that don't have cards yet that I plan on correct collecting. Ooh, like a bone nickel? Maybe. Okay, all right. I, I, I might have to say that when I, when I, I first heard of Bo Nickel before his pro debut, and I just looked up his wrestling accolades and was like, oh, this could be really good. Yeah. And then I saw him his first debut fight. It was on the uh, uh, indies, and it was like a 30-some second knockout. I'm like, oh, my God, he can strike, too. Oh, no, he really? Stand, it's a flash knockout. Stand, oh, my gosh. Like, I he, didn't realize that. He can strike, that. and he's a world-class wrestler with, like, 180 pinfall wins in college or some crazy number like that. Holy <laughs> smokes. Like, this could be nice. Okay, so... Baseball. Who who do you collect in baseball? I'm a Texas Rangers lover. Okay. Uh, I have a very very deep collection of Rusty Greer cards. Nice. Uh, but growing up, he was the guy who, even if he didn't have to dive to make a catch in the outfield, he would still slow down just enough so we can make the dive. Yes. Just to give the fans a good show. <laughs> uh, injuries really derailed his career, but I think he could have been a really really fantastic player if he had stayed healthy. Uh, 
Juan Gonzalez, Sivan Rodriguez, oh. Rafael Palmero. I was actually at Palmero's 500th home run game. Were you really? Yep, I was about 15 or 20 feet from where the ball landed. And that happened in Ranger Stadium? Yep. Oh, it was cool. like May 11th of 2003, I want to say. That's a good memory. It was right after my birthday, and uh, I literally, like, I saw the trajectory of the ball, and it landed about 15 feet to the left of me. One section over. Wow. That same row as well. Did you think for a split second you may have it? Split second. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it turning, and I was like, ah. And of course, they wouldn't let, the ushers wouldn't let you stand in the aisle when he was at bat because they knew what you were trying to do, trying to catch the ball. Oh, man. <laughs> I, well, I love that you said you started collecting when you were eight because that's when I started collecting as well. Do you remember the first product you bought? And was it at a hobby shop? Was it at like a convenience store? It was Walmart, okay. correctly. It was a couple of loose packs of 1996 baseball product. I won't say the manufacturer because it's not Panini slash Donruss. Right, right. But yeah, okay. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and I remember I pulled a Greg Maddox base card, and there was a misprint where the foil at the bottom of the base card was misaligned with the name. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. It's a, it's an air. It must be worth so much money. As I got further in the hobby, I'm like, it's it's just an air card. But yeah. I mean, as, you know, as a kid, it was just so exciting. And I mean... I got so many. My, my, my dad was like a count lock kind of guy. So like if you could get the maximum number of cards for the least amount of money, he would buy it for me. So I've got a lot of 1990 score. I've got a lot oh, of yeah. 1989 Donruss. Like hundred copies Donruss. of a certain card or no, just, just, just like multiple, multiple boxes worth, sometimes multiple factory sets worth, you know. Got it, got it. Can't get rid of them. Now, was your dad a collector? Uh, not of cards. He was more okay. of a coin collector, but he, oh, okay. he appreciated the collecting gene. Yes. He had the old the penny books where you'd have all the different pennies from different years of and, different, course. and different printing states and all that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. It's That really is something because uh, my, my, so my mom collected coins too when she was growing up. Mm -hmm. she, she says she had cards, talks about she loved Roger Maris and remembers you know, having multiple Roger Maris cards, but of course none of them made past her going to college. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree when you're talking about that, like the collecting gene, that is a real thing because she never kind of second guessed me being just obsessed with sports cards mm -hmm. because she apparently was similar obsessed to coins when she was growing up. So uh, it's definitely something that people relate to, whether it's, you know, collecting all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, what would you consider your favorite uh, Panini product to be? I have to say select. Okay. Select, it's, there's a million different ways you can collect it. Uh, there's value in almost every box. Mm. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would venture to say every box, there's something nice and there's something that makes you kind of nod your head and say, I'm glad I pulled that. Yes. Uh, all the parallels and the different levels of the base. Even like the silver inserts are a lot shorter than people realize. So, I mean, you really have a lot of depth. And the hits, of course, are nice too. Right. I, I love the uh, the different tiers of base makes me happy and mm -hmm. like like you're saying it's a dynamic release to collect. Yes. Is there a certain sport of select that you? WWE Select was really nice this year. Like, it was very like, nice. It's, it's always fun when you, when we do our, our quality control breaks. We'll open a case of product to make sure that everything's falling at the right ratios and whatnot. And I remember that was one that I'm just like. I don't see a bad box, 12 box case. I didn't see a single bad box in there at, at, at SRP, you know? So yeah. that's always a good feeling. And we're hoping to do the same next year for UFC and Select and for uh, WWE. Was uh, 2022 WWE Select, was that the first release I saw Mr. T in? That would be yes. Yes. I, I remember that card and I was yeah, like, it was him we got Mr. T in our product. Him doing a fireman's carry on uh, Roddy Piper from. Yes. Yep. 
gosh, I was happy you guys got him. Yeah. Do you, was was that a get for you guys, or was he kind of packaged in with a license? Yeah, with the license, there's a list of legends that they have legends contracts with the varying levels, and we're able to uh, incorporate them into our products. Okay. Obviously, not everybody we can get an autograph deal with, but there's a lot of names of deceased wrestlers as well, or superstars, I should say. Mm. And, uh, and folks like Mr. T were like, you know, yeah, it's not something you want to put in every product because over time, you know, the value would get saturated. But as a special little thing here and there, it's freaking awesome. I I was so excited. As as a, I mean, everybody uh, who grew up in the 80s thought Mr. T was cool. Oh, yeah. The but like, Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I was going to say the A-team, like, solidified his legendary status. Just don't get him, don't get him on an airplane. <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. Wasn't it the helicopter in A-Team he would refuse yeah. to ride on he, he or anything he would, he in the air? He wouldn't go in the air, yeah. Okay. That was the great thing, this tough, tough guy, he looks like a million bucks, and he's terrified of being off the ground. That, and he, <laughs> he hated the pilot guy, who was, uh, gosh, uh, what was his face? Or was it, uh, uh, there was it, Face, there was B.A. Barakas. Oh man, I can't remember. Murdoch, maybe? The, Murdoch, Mur yes. Yeah, Murdoch. Nice. Yeah. Well yeah, done, well I, done. I didn't have cable growing up, so we watched a lot of uh, syndicated like 80s and 90s shows. I, I would I would watch those today. Uh, okay, do you remember the first program you worked on at Panini? Ooh, I do. For for editorial, for writing the card backs, it was 2009 Elite Extra Edition Baseball. Okay. Which had the first Mike Trout cards. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Which I opened so many boxes of that. I never pulled a Mike Trout auto, but that's okay. Still pulled lots of It was 2009? 2009. So that was, was he in the majors or was it prospect? It was then? a prospect card. Okay. Yeah, it was drafted in 09, mid first round. I didn't even know we had produced a 2009 card of yeah, Trout. We did. I need to track that down. Very cool. And then on the, uh, on the product development side, it was 2013 14 Elite Basketball. And nice. I remember it was like Elite, it was totally, or it was yeah, Elite, uh, Timeless Treasures, uh, Titanium, and Gold Standard, all within like three months of each other. And just thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm getting to work on all this stuff. And, you know, at the time, the market was really soft on the product. I mean, 2013 initially didn't have a great rookie class, per se. Right. It was the uh, Anthony Bennett year. Yeah. But, I mean, in hindsight, Giannis, that's all yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that'll that'll make a class, certainly. Yeah. Um, okay, so... What uh, what products? Uh, we've got a busy 2023 yes. ahead of us, and I've been talking about this on the podcast for a while. But we're really like catching up on things, and it, it's great. And we're kind of getting back to the expected release schedule or close. What is that? What's a product you are really looking forward to this year for 2023? Ooh. I'm looking for on the UFC side. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how we can continue our success with Prism UFC. Yes. And everything really on the UFC license, but on the WWE side, uh, we have a new product that's going to be going mid-year. Oh. It's going to be replacing a product that didn't do quite as well as I thought it would, but I think this is one that collectors are going to be very thrilled for, but you're going to have to wait to see what that one is. Oh, man, what a tease. I thought it was about to get an exclusive. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. I don't want to get in I'll tell you off camera. All right. I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, okay. So, Immaculate UFC. Speaking of UFC... Uh, this is a product, I, I, I have opened one box, I opened a box before uh, I wrote the blog on this, but this product is really good looking. What, what can you tell us about this? What does this product not have? I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, better it's, question. it's loaded full of on-card autographs. Everything is on-card except for the multi-sign dual autos out of 25, which is a very small percentage of the Everything is on-card other than yes, the, other than oh, the, the wow. sticker dual autographs. I didn't autographs. realize that. Okay. Uh, there is a very deep roster of current folks, legends, rookies, uh, Patch autographs. Everyone loves patch autographs. I mean, the multi-sign, there's some really good combinations in there, especially with some of the legends that we didn't have in our 2021 product. Uh, Jumbo Mem, beautiful Jumbo Mem cards in there. Mm. Gotta, love, 
Gotta love it when the swatch window takes up the whole, most of the whole card. Yeah, or when you get a little blood on it. I, uh, most sports, <laughs> no, you can't no. say anything about that. But yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no blood on these, I don't think. No, but, there, but there are uh, fight... It's tough because there's walkout use stuff in there as well, but fighter, fight-worn or walkout-worn materials in this product as well, which I believe is a first for UFC collectibles. No kidding. So, like, for example, Israel Adesanya, I believe it was his fight against Marvin Vittori. It was either his shorts or his, like, walkout shirt that we were able to purchase on the secondary market nice. and put into this product with proper authentication, calling out the event. Ah, oh, that's so Hopefully cool. Hopefully we'll pull one of those so I can show it off. I So I got to tell you, Lucas, we, you know, we occasionally hear from professional athletes through our DMs on social media. Mm -hmm. This is the product that multiple UFC fighters have reached out to asking about like when it, when it's coming out, when first off the line is going to be out, and if they can get some, of course. Yeah. But like that doesn't always happen. No. So the fact that multiple people reached out about a very specific product, like that speaks volumes about your. I will say that as a collector, I'm normally a base brand guy. I like to get a lot of cards when I when I purchase a box. Okay. This was one of the first high end products that I bought with my own money in a long time. When very I'm in a cool. Box. So and I'm looking forward to seeing what's inside. Same. <laughs> Same. All right, well, let's uh, let's pop this open. Enough of this yapping. <laughs> I, uh, as you guys know, Immaculate is just such a fun product in any sport to open because it's it's quick box break. Me like you, mm -hmm. I I love the beefier boxes when I've got time when I can just sit down at home. Mm -hmm. When we're on camera, you know, we want to keep things moving. So this is the perfect product yep. to break on camera. So what are we talking, like 10 cards in here? Is that? It'll be a, it's regular hobby. It's going to be six cards, three okay. autographs, two memorabilia, and a base or a base parallel. Okay. I always just love the 10 inside. It's, it's beautiful. It's just, just a little added touch. We don't do a whole lot of 10 products anymore. Do you want to do this at the same time, like one for one? Or how do you want to do uh, this? Otherwise, I can just give you the honors. I'll take the honors. All right. All right. Yeah. So let's see what we got here. Alexander Rakic base card out of 60, I believe. Very excellent fighter coming off a injury, but I think he'll be back and better than ever. I love the base. Oh, it's actually a 49. And that is so really nice. We have a Fight Night memorabilia card, fight and or walkout worn, Alex Morono. This was at UFC Fight Night Rodriguez versus Watterson. Got a legend here coming out. Uh, we got the champ champ. Henry Cejudo. Triple C. Funny story, I saw Henry Cejudo fight before his UFC days at Legacy FC in Allen, Texas. Really? You know who else is on that card? Holly Holm. No kidding. And I think about six months later, I saw Kamaru Usman fight in his last fight before the Ultimate Fighter. Wow. I was a regular in the first couple of rows. The tickets were very cheap and it was some great fights. Legacy FC? Yep. Okay, very now cool. Now it's uh, Legacy fighting... Uh, Legacy Fighting Alliance, I believe. Got it, okay. All right, we have a rookie on-card autograph, Chris Dawkus. That's really nice. Had a number of great knockouts. He's had a couple of uh, couple of rough fights in a row, but hopefully be able to bounce back and uh, make a good go of it. Who uh, Who is your favorite fighter that you had an opportunity to meet? You know, I haven't really had a chance to meet too many fighters. Okay. Uh, I will say that King Mo was very nice. I got to meet him one time. Uh, I saw you meet Jeff Neal. I did meet Jeff Neal. He was a very nice guy. He <laughs> was uh, nice. Best of luck in his fight against uh, Shavkat. It'll be a good yes. one. Yes. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, really, I'm kind of a behind the scenes guy. I really don't go to a lot I of understand. stuff. Well, and but, you don't uh, want to play favorites because, you know, oh, you're of course, no, I Anybody who knows me knows that I'm not one to uh, 
to the, try to throw around the uh, I work at Panini line. Right, <laughs> right, for sure. All right, we have an on-card auto mem of Chan Sung Jun, the Korean zombie. Excellent fight. I've been watching him since his days in WEC. I believe he was in WEC. I'm pretty excited about our uh, our big card here at the end. Oh. <laughs> Despite the fact that it is a redemption, hey. that is a uh, that's a, that's a nice card. This is a redemption worth waiting for. Yes. On card, Kamzat. With marks of greatness is marks that the set? Marks of greatness, the same oh, set that the uh, Chris Dawkins is from. That is that's pretty cool. Very nice box. Okay, um, thank you for that. Beautiful as always. Um, I have to ask because this is the question I ask all of my Panini employee friends, um, wh which has zero to do with UFC. I'll just preface that. You've probably heard me ask this of some other people. The 2018-19 Prism Black Luka Doncic, one of one. It's not been made public. Where do you think that card is today? Do you think it is A, in a mega collector's collection somewhere who, you know, is, is a billionaire, maybe doesn't care about social media, doesn't care about people knowing they possess this card? Is it in a box? in a case in a warehouse collecting dust somewhere or is was it mistakenly passed through some young collector was opening up packs of 2018 prism maybe blew past it and it ended up in a monster box somewhere to later be uncovered i'll give you percentage odds on these okay i think about a one percent chance that someone missed it because the blacks are very easy to spot for a prism it's really True. a good color really stands out yes uh, give about a 9% chance that it's in a private collector's collection and doesn't want to make it public. Okay. A lot of collectors, although you know, just everyone's different, a lot of collectors really want people to know what they've got. That's true. I'll okay. give it a 90% chance that somebody at some point in time bought either a box or multiple cases of product and just put it away for a rainy day right. to watch it appreciate in value. And it's just going to sit there and relax and wait until someday when it sees the light of day. Oh my gosh. I hope that is it because I want, I really want someone to uncover that and like maybe we get a video of them pulling you know, it you never know maybe luca's got a box sitting in his house or or several boxes you know oh, who yeah. knows maybe, but maybe it's in that box is what i'm saying maybe luca oh owns my it gosh, how know. wild would that be It'd be crazy i mean seeing luca Doncic pull wait, what what do you think that card fetches if it goes to auction today like i think it might be a five million dollar card i always say one of a kind cards have one of a kind prices, right? And it's worth whatever people are willing to pay for it. Could be five hundred thousand, could be five hundred million. Yeah, somewhere in between. Yeah. Oh, man, one can dream. <laughs> Let me ask you this: If I created a series where all I did was open a case of that release once a week, would you tune in for that? Not only would I tune in, I'd try to get on every show <laughs> so I could open with you because I love opening cards. <laughs> I just think it would be so exciting. Now, I would need some serious deep pockets to fund something like mm -hmm. that, but I just think that would be the most fun thing in the world. Now, I, I'm, I have nothing in the works, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, I do have that trademarked idea, so <laughs> don't even try it. Few things are more enjoyable to me than really sitting down and opening just lots of packs. The treasure hunt, yeah. right? Whether it's dollar packs or hundred dollar packs, just busting through it, whatever your price point is and having a good time. Agreed. Lucas, thank you for your time today, sir. Not a problem. You'll have to come on and talk more UFC. I, you know I got no issue with that. All right, all right, well thank you. Thank you guys, we'll see you next time.